Hey, we're here. We're back. It is El Dushico, 48 hours away. The traditional game in which City plays Tottenham. Probably doesn't mean anything to the rest of the world, but to Mike and I, it's very important, especially it's as our fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> Especially I'm as our, so excited. Especially as our soccer lives grew and my team was good and his team was up and coming. He fell in love with Bale. There's the Bale 8. Is it 7, 8, 6? Seven, I don't know. 7. seven the AVB years. You got lit up a few games there. Uh, they were not great events when, uh, <laughs> when, when they played a high line and then stood off. So, yeah, they just did decided not to do anything. So for, for our listeners, plural probably, um, you know, Laurent had an interesting point this week on his Facebook page where he was saying – he was lamenting the stats of his blog and, and sometimes our podcast and this and that. And, and I kind of commented on it and I said, fuck the stats. It doesn't matter, right? You're doing it for you. You're doing it for, you know, for your enjoyment and your uh, kind of ignorance to the rest of the world for this moment. And – that's what this episode is going to be, folks. I'm not going to apologize for it. It is Tottenham. It is Manchester City. It is Mike versus Laurent. It is El Dushico. We are so excited. If you're not a fan of one of those teams, you know what? Stop listening now. And it's okay. I won't be mad about it. Come back next I mean, week. I, 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 we, can, we can do quick. We can Do we want to just like get people's other games in and then yeah, kind of sure. go into ours? There's two games, by the way. There's two games. All right. All right. Let's, let's there's, first, a big, there's another big one. Let's first talk to other games, right? Um, so Liverpool Leicester is the big one, right? For the rest of the world, that that will be the biggest game. It will be a test of whether Liverpool can survive without its entire back line. Yep. As Mike said, you know, the, the devil's due is coming, coming through. They're even losing young guys. I, I, I feel like they'll be okay. Honestly, I think Liverpool will be fine. They're the best team in the league. They had one blip. By goal, expected goals, they batter teams. They just haven't been scoring. I don't think Leicester's as good as they think they are. I think this is a draw. I think Liverpool have the heart of a champion. They're fucking good. They're at Anfield. They just – they didn't have Van Dyke and they didn't, couldn't – City drew with them. They're better than Leicester. Unless something yeah, weird happens, I think Allison makes a difference and they hold, the, they hold the line. They just find a performance inside of them somehow. I don't even know how. It'll the be like X factor in this game is going to be how Jamie Vardy, how much Jamie Vardy is Jamie Vardy, right? Like, right. If he can get does on the ball. he do something yeah. where it's like, oh fuck, that was awesome, and then it's you know what I mean. So, so but remember, and, and, remember, Liverpool have in their DNA to play defense via their attack. Like the early Klopp years when it was bananas before they had Van Dyke and they still had. Minule and goal, they would just go all out attack and win games 5-4. They didn't care. Yeah. They can still do that, right? They, they have no injuries in attack. I mean, Salah's out, Salah. but they still have Jota. They, they have the guys. Like, they're there, right? They can, they can mm-hmm. play a different way. And I think Klopp is smart enough to play a different way and really give Leicester something that they weren't ready for. Now, Rodgers is smart. I don't doubt Rodgers will figure something out, but we'll see how this goes. I think it's a really great game and a game really worth watching. And let, let's yeah. with that, and that's on Sunday. Also on got, Sunday. Hold on, let's let's explore that a little bit more, right? Because yeah. I think the one thing we talked a lot last episode, and we, we already mentioned it a little bit about how the entire backline for Liverpool is out, but Allison is in, and I think that he's a very very calming presence, right? That dude so makes a difference, um, man. He does make a difference, and and I hate to. 
I hate to give the goaltender that much credit in a, in a sport where he just frankly doesn't matter that much. But when he matters he is, until it doesn't matter. Right? Right, or exactly. it doesn't matter until it and, matters. And the difference is, is that when you have a system that frankly starts with him, he's not just a shot stopper, right? His, his feet are more important than his hands. So it's going to be interesting to see how much of a, like I said, a calming presence he's going to be. If you don't have Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold bombing down the wings, are you actually a little bit more able to, to defend on a, yeah. a Jake Barty counterattack, right? Well, are you I, not going to get caught out? Is Harvey Barnes not going to be flying down the wing because you're going to have him, right? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know everything, how they're going to play. Listen, you know, um, Leicester don't have, still don't have – they don't have Soyuncu. They still are missing, you know, Fofana's out. So they, they I mean, Fofana's in, but it's still Evans, Fuchs, and Fofana. That's, you know, in the back three. Sure. You know, Tillemans, Castagna's really good. You know, it, it's an Castagna's even match. Been like, out of the lineup, though. He might be hurt still. I don't know. That's yeah. the weird thing about coming out of an international break so often right. that Stuff's you, don't, you no. don't know who's healthy, who's not. And, and can we take a quick aside to celebrate? We don't have another international break until the end of March. This is fantastic. It's the best That's news I've heard all year. Phenomenal news. <laughs> so I'm really but, excited about the yeah, fact this, that we're going to have games. This is a good one. I mean, this is a good one. Uh, now, you would not bet on Liverpool losing at home they, because they literally haven't lost at home in two years or three yeah, years. But we've talked about this. Home is not, Anfield is not Anfield right now. I thought that too, but, you know, they just drew. Well, well I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. What's going to come? Well, the from city Liverpool. game, the Liverpool City game, was at Anfield, right? Or was that at the Etihad? It was at it was at the Etihad. Okay, never mind. So, yeah. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens, and it's really close. Like Le- Leicester's got eighteen, Spurs, and Tot- and Liverpool have seventeen. But yeah, I mean, it's a close top of the table, and um, it's another one of those weekends where you're you're starting to learn a little bit more about each side right so liverpool's what testing their medal this week with eight first team players out obviously a, a heavy test against leicester but i think that they're like i like you said they're going to give them a different look and i think that they're going to be in a in a position to we're, actually we're, absorb you and, you and i need a draw another draw this oh like, yeah that would be delightful no no sure. more leicester Le- leicester's they, listen, <laughs> they got one striker and he's good yeah you know what i like about vardy the guy just wants to fucking win. He wants to score goals and fuck you. He's ruthless. He, yeah, he's awesome. Although, is he is he really just white Jermaine Defoe? No, because Jermaine Defoe would have never. Speaking of Leicester Liverpool, the goal he scored in the year that they won from God knows where, thirty yards out in the corner of the box, the one touch, the Mares ball that played him in, and uh-huh. he goes, "Okay, no problem." And he dinks it over Minouet. The greatest oh. goal ever. <laughs> oh. oh my god i watch that replay i get pregnant every time yeah that was a 20, unbelievable that was the 2015 season okay so there's that uh also on sunday leads arsenal that's really just for me i think i really not for the feel like fraud crowd uh, arsenal are teetering but so yeah. are leads uh i wonder what's going to happen here arsenal could get blown out like it can like any result wouldn't be a surprise to me so that one's fun um and then I, I don't think there's, there's any nothing. other big game aside from ours. No, I should say we spent a lot of time last week talking about Southampton. We're going to learn a lot about them on Monday afternoon. They take uh, on I, Wolves. I don't have that game. Go oh, okay, to yeah, there we go. 
They go to Molyneux in the last game of the week. That's going to be uh, a bit of a measuring stick. Again, this is this is sort of a, the first of a few coming up, a measuring stick sort of week for a lot of teams near the top of the table. Who are the contenders? Who are the pretenders? We're going to learn a lot, like I said, about the Saints. Yeah, I, I mean, they still they, they still have to deal without Ings, but, you know, Adams has been good. So let's get to it, Mike. You have done a lot of thinking, talking, feeling, uh, being around it. And before we went on the air, I was like, your team's better by a lot. Right now, City are not strong. We are not at our best. Uh, I think we've had to rebuild. Uh, I, you know, I think I've been waiting for City to come back to itself. I think City's gone. In, in what we thought of the Centurion and the Liverpool defense team, that team is gone. And the reason why I say it is now we all know that David Silva is an all time great, but, and, and it's, it's not, it's not what he's doing to city. It's what he's doing at Sociedad <laughs> all of a sudden. So city last season were a full half a goal the most prolific team in the league in terms of expected goal difference. So 1.6 goal differential per 90, which is massive, which means in terms of position, where chances were created, we should have been beating teams by a goal and a half per game, right? Finished on 81 points. Had scored 100, only gave up 30, but only had 81 points. How that's done is still a mystery. Yep. Liverpool, on the other hand, were 0.8 which is, you know, they won every game, and they had a, almost 100 points, right? So City last season were the ultimate flat-track bullies. They beat teams 6-0, 5-1, 4-1, 3-0, then they'd lose a game 1-0 or they'd lose a game 2-1, and the defense was always a problem. If you came at them, they'd lose a game. But we should have been blowing teams out, meaning we were worse. We gave up more goals than we should have and didn't score as many as we could have. So that was a combo. This season we're way down, like we're 10th in expected goal difference. Like we're actually where we should be at the table. Spurs are number one or two, yep. right? And you're being taking chances. So I would mm -hmm. imagine that the defense is probably getting lucky and the offense is actually a little bit better. But you guys are the, one of the top scoring teams in the league. You have the best front duo in the league that are on the te telepathic connection between Sun and Kane. They're healthy. They played. There's nothing wrong with them. Uh, what happens, at, you have Gareth Bale just randomly on the team. Okay, that's fine. I suppose. <laughs> uh, out. That's a problem, but you haven't been playing him anyway. So you've still got Ndombele, Lamella. And no, I don't think Lacelso's out. He actually had two, uh, two assists with Argentina this week. So if he's back, he's fine. But doesn't uh, he, he have might a, have some jet lag. Does he have a COVID but... test to do? Probably. I don't know. That's the thing. And speaking of, Matt Doherty is out with COVID. Right. He's out with COVID. Right. Um, so now you've, you've already opened the door to how I know City's going to win this game. Enter Serge Aurier. So, right. He's bad. He's <laughs> fucking bad. He's bad. He's a winger who plays defense. And it's like, dude, you're not good so you've at defense. Got, and you're going to have Dyer and Alderweireld probably at the back. Not great. Not great. Um, the one thing I think, and so... <laughs> When nice when um sorry <laughs> when I saw that Darty went down, we have only seen one game, uh, in the Mourinho era against City, and if you remember, it was the game in, in February of last year, right before the world went to shit, um, and and City bossed the game 
for 60 right, minutes. But then Zinchenko got Zinchenko sent off. got a red card, and the Bergvine goal was just magic. And but after that, it was it was it was a joke after the red card. Yeah. But so Mourinho folded. Now, granted, he didn't have Kane. He you know he was he was working with a just an absolute you know ragtag group of morons that day. But he didn't have he didn't start Arya. He started Jaffet Tanganga, who's 19, 20 years old, one of his first games on the senior team. He played him against City. So I wonder if one of the two players, either Tanganga, uh, he's been working on an injury. So he's a center back who can play outright. Uh, I wonder if he answers the bell for the right back position or or if Joe Rodon from Wales, who was the recent uh, center back signing, finally draws in. Yeah, I I, I think the bigger issue is is that City – don't have enough creative players right now. Like, what I know Mourinho will do, I know him. He is a taker-awayer. He's a shithouser. Yeah. He's going to take Kane or, or Son or whoever plays behind. They are going to sit on Kevin De Bruyne and not let him do anything. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, I think, nothing. I think and the that's only- actually going to be uh, Hoybeard's job. Right. So, but but he'll have to move around and follow him around the pitch. Oh, now, of course, he will have no problem. It, doing that, between though. he and, and and Sissoko, they'll just follow him around. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, where's that creative creativity going to come from? It's not going to come from Rodri. He's awful. Well, mm-hmm. he's not awful. He's just man. He's defensive. Uh, Gundogan is just. Uh, Pep loves him because he's good on the ball, but he he he's not athletic and he doesn't see forward passes. So now we're left with. Torres, Jesus, and Foden. Okay. Jesus's best trait is that he's a less he's he's a less shit Danny Welbeck. Basically, what I mean by that is he runs, he closes guys down, he gets in good positions, and he needs lots of chances to score because he's not a he's not really that great of a finisher. The not way clinical. sorry. It's not clinical compared to Aguero. He's sure. he's more Lukaku than Aguero. But let's right? be clear about something. No one's We're, like Aguero. <laughs> well, some are. But when you when you that's the problem that Man City has when a David Silva leaves, when an Aguero is hurt, is that the bar is so fucking high. Is that yeah, we're in normal we're in normalcy. Right. You can't bring a guy in. And frankly, Spurs had this problem for years now. They don't want Alvaro Morata said he doesn't want to come to Spurs because he doesn't want to play second fiddle to Kane, right? There's no I'm going to come in and fight for my spot. It's like, no, I'm not going to fucking beat that guy out for playing time. No fucking right. chance. They signed uh, Gabriel Jesus when he was, what, 19, 20 years old from right. Brazil. He came in. Actually, his first game was against Tottenham, one of my yeah. favorite. We'll get into our favorite games, by the way, in a little bit um, between the two sides. But, yeah, so he, he's hungry and he's at a big call. Of course, problem. But you're not going to be able to when, – when the top guy goes down or he leaves, he's not, you're not going to be able to automatically have next man up and get that – amount of quality when you're talking right. about not right. just world class but like now, holy shit world now, class. Now the the hope the hope I have is that there's magic in Torres and Foden, right? Torres coming off a hat trick against Germany, he looked really yeah. really sharp, like, I like him. really sharp. Now, Germany was awful. Like I watched that. I was like, wow, this is bad. Uh yeah. and Foden is Foden, like well, you love him, we all love him, but can he have that freedom to break things down, and it, it depends. I don't expect Mourinho to try and play against City. That's what City wants. I don't. I expect him with that. to sit deep and try and hit 
city on the break. Now, the difference, the thing that gives me hope is city's defense is good, right? It's not, yeah. we're not weak anymore, right? Kyle Walker has been incredible. He'll get in front of Sun. Uh, Diaz has steadied the ship. Laporte is there. Cancelo is the offensive, ver is, is our attacking fullback, and he's been the best player on the team, yeah, along with, with Walker. So there's an opportunity for City to stifle Spurs, but I, I'm afraid that City can't score, which is insane to say. Uh, it's just, I don't, I have more faith in Mourinho fucking it up than City breaking them down, like ruining everything. The thing that Mourinho is limited by is his personnel, right? We said that when he got here, uh, and he continued to be, to an extent, the only weak spot still in the team is at center back. Well, right now, right back with Aria in there, probably. But I just worry about Eric Dyer and Toby Alderald. And if what you're, what the problem with the problem with Hoybier kind of just mirroring where De Bruyne goes is that it gives a lot of that, space. That's going to open up exactly. That's going to open up that part of the field. So you're. I'm wondering. Harry Winks hasn't played a lot under Marino this year. I'm he wondering sucks. if he does a double pivot. No, he's perfectly fine as a squad player, but and he's perfectly fine as as an eight. To be honest, in the Premier League, he would start for 15 teams. I guarantee it. Maybe 10. Definitely 10. <laughs> but the point is, is that he, um, if he's going to kill the game and he's going to try and hit you on the break, you might see Bergvine get a start instead of Bale. You might see uh, you might see in a double pivot with maybe Ndombele gives way. because and, and he's been one of our better players. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Yeah, super, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if Bale starts, though. And that's that kind of the weird thing about it. Like, what can you really count on him for at this point? Only Mourinho knows – because he certainly is not the high-flying, crazy bail of no. five, six years ago. No, I, I think the big thing is that it's, it's a belief game, right? And I don't care what you say. Right now, Spurs are better than City. They yeah, are. Sure. Okay? Sure. But do they believe it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Can City summon? And I think that's one of the weaknesses right now of City. There's a lack of confidence. Can City summon that like, okay, this is a big game feeling uh, and, 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 and push on, right? There's still really good bench guys, right? Like Mares still has something to say. City, we keep playing him, but when he doesn't score, it's really frustrating because he just misses passes. He does stupid things. And you're just like, what are you doing? But again, it's that, it's that creativity. That's the cat is sitting on my keyboard. Get out of here. <laughs> so I, th I think it draws most likely. Honestly, I would think. Drunk. I would think that we're going to see Bale and Mares coming off the bench on sixty-ish minutes. Yeah, which is yeah, crazy. Sure. And sure. because they're both left-footed magicians and and one aside each, I um, I would say Bergvine starts up top with Kane and Son. You've got Ndombele and and I don't know if it's Winks. But maybe it's um, maybe it's Mora because of his defensive. It could ball. be Mora. It could be Mora, right? He, and here's the thing: he's the type like, to get. He's the type to to press. Yeah, he does. And the thing that I fucking hate about bringing him on as a substitute against teams that you're trying to break down 
he's a pacey guy. That's all he's got. He's not a great finisher. He's not. He, I mean, he had that great header actually at the Etihad last season um, to win the like three seconds after coming off the bench. But he's not great in the air. He's not. He's just fast as shit. So why are you bringing him on to break down teams, right? But against City, he's a guy who could really do well. So yeah, yeah I could see. I could see basically Bergvine and and Lucas are exactly the same player, just a little bit younger. Uh, Bergvine is, but so. Um, yeah, I could see one of those two. And then Bale coming on uh, if we need a goal. I see it as either one nothing City or 0-0 at halftime. Why, um, why, why would you think your team's not going to score? Because you said it. I don't think we're going to try to score. <laughs> I, I it's, just, such a bad, it's such a bad mentality. That's the weird thing. Like they should. We've if, got the most know, goals in the fucking league right if now. If you know anything, you go after City. We're weak. Mentally. I wonder – here's my question, and I think it, it changes my, my prediction on the game. Raheem Sterling missed two games with England this week with a thigh injury. What do you know about that? Nothing. Okay. Terrific. Uh, I'll well, tell you this. No, I'll tell you what it is. Raheem Sterling, if he's can go, he goes because Pep just right, plays him. Because Pep plays him. Yeah, always. If he can't go, that means there's something wrong. He's literally the Iron Man of the team. The guy plays well, the every, thing is, every, and, and every single the, fucking game he can. The thing, nobody knows anything. There's nothing reported about his – it's a calf injury apparently. But, like, if it's a calf injury, he can go. If it's a heel or if it's a – you know, like if it's an no, ankle. No, it, it, he'll go. Story. He'll go. He'll go. He'll be there. It's okay. just it's, – it's, the, it's Sterling. He'll, he'll play. He never gets hurt. And he'll go down the left, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it's, against Serge Aurier. I don't like those odds. Listen, but he's not scoring. You can you just stand off him. Yeah. Let uh, him you know shoot. What? You're right. He'll fucking right. miss. He's not going to score. He's going to draw a penalty, and De Bruyne's <laughs> going to score. Okay? Not after last time. Yeah, well, I, I see it as or we'll have, or we'll have a or, – or, or what are the, what's also – what's the under over on stupid VAR bullshit? Oh, it's One. 0.5, and it's an over. <laughs> it's going to be the over. So here Fuck. we go. Ready? Here it is. There's going to be a penalty given that's going to make me fucking crazy. <laughs> it's going to be given to City. De Bruyne's going to score. It's going to be one nothing. 60th minute. They're going to bring on Bale. They're going to bring on Lacelso. shortly after that. Son to Lacelso for the equalizer. I think it finishes 1-1. That's my, that's my prediction. Great. Yeah. Enjoy it. I, I, I'm, 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 I get made fun of by Brian because I like to hedge. I just... I'm so dark on my team. I'm just like, ugh. Uh, now, there is a boost. There is an X factor with my team. So Pep Guardiola signed a two-year extension. I was going to say, supposed to be, he was that. supposed to be up this season. And, you know, teams, teams once you know your coach is going to go. Eh, yeah, they waffle. Eh, they waffle, duck. right? A little bit of a lame duck. Uh, you know, kind of like late, late-term Late term Pochettino, we can talk about that in a minute, right? Yeah. Where where the team sort of loses and fades. So maybe maybe there'll be a lift. Maybe there'll be a little bit of like the uncertainty of what's going to happen will go away. Or maybe it'll be it'll get worse, right? Maybe it's been Pep this whole time. I mean, I am not immune. I mean, I think in the first three episodes I was like Pep out, but somehow now I'm okay with him. I don't know why, because um, he's fucking awesome i just he's one of the best coaches in the world that's why ever yeah. <laughs> i just i just want them to be i just 
I just want swag. They got, they, they've lost juice. They got no, oomph. I don't like, who are, are you afraid of guys on my team? Um, yes, I'm afraid of Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, yeah, yes, I'm afraid of Raheem Sterling. Again, really? especially, okay. Yes, yes. And it's not, the thing is, is that, the thing is, is that uh, if they were on form, I would be less afraid of them because I know what they are. But right now, they're not, they're not shooting on all cylinders. They've had a fucking international break to kind of get away from everything, get their head right. Like, that's a big deal, right? Like, yeah. you come back and you're, all of a sudden you have one good training session tomorrow. Yeah. And, and, and all of a sudden you walk into the game going, hey, let's leave all that shit back, you know, back in October. I mean, look, or back City, before the City break. have a plus one goal difference. I mean, that's just awful. Yes, <laughs> but like, we've talked about what this. What the fuck? We've talked about this. They've played a lot of hard games, and Spurs haven't. Yeah. Right? I, so, I and that's why, that's why I'm so excited to get games consistently every yeah. three, seven days, because in a month, we're going to be sitting here going, you're an idiot. You doubted City. You're ridiculous, <laughs> right? Because they fucking had to play a lot of hard teams. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They I don't, had to play I liter- Leicester, I literally Liverpool, don't. Leeds, Arsenal. Trust right? my team right now. Yeah. No, I, really I get don't. that. I got that. But here's the thing is that like, and, and it's true of Southampton too. Spurs haven't played that many teams. Southampton hasn't played that many teams and they look fucking great. Now that's how you make the top four, by the way. You beat yeah, no, I know you have to beat everybody. Yeah. I mean, no, there no, was, no. well, not there the, was, yeah. you beat there was, the yeah. teams you're supposed to beat. Yeah. If you Art- lose, if you fine. lose to, to, uh, you know, generally speaking, if you get 25% of the points against the top six and you basically get 95% of the points against the other guy, you're in the title race. Yeah, no, no shit. It doesn't matter. Right. But These so aren't the games the that matter. That they're they're Spurs, the exciting games, but... Yes, but Spurs kill, kill and, the and other to this point have done what they've, they, you're supposed to do. You right. show up to work today. You didn't yeah. get an A+. Plus, you got a C. You beat City, you get an A+. Plus. Yeah. You lose and, to City, you get a C-. minus. Right? Like, it's not the worst thing in the world. It feels like it because you see it in the table immediately in these big games. Because and, and Liverpool Leicester is another one. But realistically speaking, over the course of 38 games, you take your vitamins. You beat the Aston Villas. You beat the Newcastles, which Spurs didn't do. You beat the fucking uh, the, the, the Burnleys. Right? So when you look at these games, yes, they feel so much bigger because there's so much more at stake. But they're actually if – you, if you lose – you're fine. You're going to be okay. Everybody loses those fucking games. So I I that's kind of why they're the I, big six. I don't feel like losing. Losing sucks. I fucking Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not spursying away my, the team's inability to win big games. What I'm simply saying is you haven't seen anything about Spurs or Southampton yet. And Spurs are going yeah. to go through an absolute gauntlet. I don't have it in front of me. But in the next month, they play uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, City, and Liverpool at least. And Wolves. In roughly a month, dude. Yeah. And they have to go to fucking who God knows where, Ukraine and St. Petersburg and yeah, all I, this other shit the, I in think, Europa League. Yeah, I think the thing is, is like I'm just looking at this expected goal difference per 90 thing. Listen, it's not the be-all and end-all, whatever. City have been for the last four years at averaging one and a half, which no team has ever done in history, which means I'm used to seeing my team either just be in the other end getting chances and missing them or just battering people right yeah. and not giving up shit the fact that city right now is at 0.2 
means we're like a full goal gap per game missing. Like we're just hanging on. <laughs> what we're talking about though is less than 20% of the season or about probably about 20% of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I know. It's just, so, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy how I get it. much the, 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 well, that's where I am. Right. I'm at this place where it's like, this team is not what, this is not the team it's supposed to be. Right. It's no. just not. And, and the, the, that's the hard thing. And we talked about this, I think last week or week before is that like, you've got that expectation of the Centurions of a 90-point season every year. And, and it's frankly, not, it's gone. This, is, this is not a 90-point team. Nope. Is it a top-four team? You bet your fucking ass it's a top-four team. Is it a title-contending no, team? If it, if Probably. It, yes. yes, yes, absolutely. The thing well, is, if, you. If, if, <laughs> if City don't make the top-four, it's a fucking catastrophe. Like, it's, oh, a nightmare. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's like we someone died. Like, what the yeah. fuck happened? Yeah. Now, I just yeah. want to give you a, another sense of, like, Real Sociedad, who now has David Silva, is a plus one goal difference per 90. Yeah, Dude is a it. fucking no, I'm not saying... magician. I miss him. I saying... want him back. I That's a good it. segue for missing him and wanting him back. Because a year ago today, <laughs> oh, um, God. if you'll all join me in a moment of drinking, um, <laughs> Mauricio Pochettino was relieved of his duties as – Manager of Tottenham Hotspur. Now, a year ago today, I was getting really, really excited because I had a trip uh, going to the new Spurs Stadium twice, actually three times for a tour, in like six days. And I was so excited to see Mourinho's, I'm sorry, uh, Pochettino's team and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, on a random Wednesday, you get the news that not only had Pochettino been fired and Mourinho was hired. And it's very strange, right? Like, I felt like this is going to sound horrible, but I, I, I felt very much like um, my dad left. <laughs> like, like it's weird because he just felt like the guy who just would, would didn't he leave? always, you don't, what's have that? you don't have a dad, do you? I do. Have a dad. Yeah, he's great. He's a great guy. But like, it just, it felt so much more emotional. And listen, this was coming for at least eight months, right? He actually said if they had won the Champions League final, he was going to leave. Because he was like, yeah. what the fuck else could I possibly do here? I'm out of here. Oh, you would be a legend. He'd be, yeah. Oh, you'd be a legend forever. But I just – it. so you, you're just hanging on. You didn't get that trophy. You're just hanging on for dear life. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. And he's shown the door after very, very poor results for, frankly, almost a full calendar year at that point in the Premier League. And you can't really argue the decision. No, nope. it doesn't make it hurt any less, right? Nope. And, and, I, uh, and I don't think I think the players honestly had the feeling you got the sense when it happened that they had let him down. Yes. Right. It it was the Erickson thing. It was the season. It actually happened in that season where you had no transfers. That's where that went wrong. Oh well, I mean, we don't even we don't have enough time or alcohol to get into the entire failures of the board. No, you should. You should. No, no, no. That's a different. I mean, when we lose what's on the, Saturday, what's the, I'll what's get the into season? it. What's the season you should have won? 16-17, right? Six, no, 15-16. 15-16. When we did the double over Manchester City. No, there's no way um, it was 15-16 because he only had was, 70 points. I promise it was 15-16. We finished third in a two-horse race. Uh, we we beat you at the Etihad on Valentine's Day, and we all sang, now you're going to believe us, we're going to win the league. 
And, oh, but yeah. but it could but it but it it couldn't have been that season. It Why had not? to be the eighty-six point season when you were fucking awesome. Oh, finished third, seventeen. Yeah, that's what I said. Yep, you're right. Sixteen, yeah. seventeen. Sorry, that's the Erickson fifteen assists, Harry yes. Kane twenty-nine goal. Yep. Oh God, what a man, Musa Dembele, you fuck. Yeah, yeah. Is so, he dead? What happened to him? He went to China, and nobody really knows. <laughs> he, he was old. He was old, uh, and he was yeah, he was just fragile. But he was fantastic. Um, I don't really. It's so so. You kind of have that sobering feeling of, well, here comes Mourinho. You're like, well, well, now what the fuck are we gonna get, right? Like, well, we know for a fact Listen, the guy's we're gonna a get a lot of headlines, and we're gonna win some bullshit trophy, and he's gonna act like it's a success, and then three years from now he's gonna walk out the door after flaming out of the job because he was such a prick on his Instagram listen, account. As long, listen, he he did his thing where he ruined someone, so he chose Delhi Alley, and he, he ruined did him. ruin Delhi, or Delhi ruined himself. I don't know. He seems to have. He, he had a lot of candidates for that. He tried to ruin Ndombele. And Ndombele came, came back, right? Yeah. So that means that's credit to Ndombele. Um, Kane, he seems to have. He, he likes those English guys. He feels he's like, he probably thinks of him as like, if he, he's like, oh, it's, it's Didier Drogba, the most overrated striker of all time. But uh, he's back. I have a white version of him, or, you know, I get guys who score. I love that when he went through all the scorers who scored goals for him. That's the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> Mourinho's the best. And I think I think the components are there. He's one big signing short, I think, Spurs is. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that they, um, you know, they ponied up this year for the first time in five years. They really went into the transfer market with intention. Uh, even that, though they got Lo and, and, and Ndombele last year. I get that. That center back. It's... It's exactly. It's Alderweireld, but early. It's it's sixteen, seventeen Alderweireld. They had the guy in his in their hands. Uh, Skrin, Skinriar. I don't really even know how to say his Schriner, name. Yeah, from Inter. Yeah. Um, and they, and they just they they were they were haggling over about five million. Mourinho I mean, should have ponied up his salary. Yeah, yeah, and they got Joe Rodon from like I mentioned already from Wales. Um, he's good, but he's he's a baby still. Yeah. So that guy walks into the team today, and all of a sudden you've got Alderweireld and and Skriniar yeah. walking in against the team. Similar, Ruben Diaz walks into the team. You feel a lot better. Well, now I do. Now that I've seen I, him, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, but what all, I'm saying is, yeah, that's the guy, right? Yeah. If you have that guy, listen, Toby's great, and I don't mean to say that he's not. He's aging a little bit. He's lost him maybe a half a step. But the problem with Toby Alderweireld is that he's playing next to Eric Dyer. Right? Yeah, you, so, he's, he needs the, the more dynamic guy. Exactly. When you had the Toby and Jan connection, and they were both at the height of their powers. They were so good. Good luck. Good luck, guys. Well, they also have had been, they also been playing with each other since they were 14 years yeah, old. Yeah, no, I know. That's a very <laughs> unique case. I understand. <laughs> but get this. And right? handsome. Like, they, the, handsome, good oh, hair. Oh, my goodness. Lots they of good things. They steal your lady so fast. Mm -hmm. But that's the problem is that they don't have a capable center back pairing. And it's right. true with, you know, it was even true with Van Dyke for a while when he had Lovren in that first year. There but I, was but, only so much he could do. But I, I think the other thing is like it's supposed to be Sanchez, and it's not. Yeah, no, that's that's true. That's true. And um, there's some you know some chatter about who we might sell in January to to fund that move. Yeah. And the two names that come up a lot of, on a lot of people's tongues are. 
Deli Ali, which makes me very sad, and and Davis they, Sanchez, they, but which they're not going to get shit no for problem. Adam. They'll get nothing. No, I think PSG, which here's the funny thing. I think PSG really wanted him in the summer, and Levy didn't want to get rid of him yet. He wanted to see if he could, you know, kind of return to form. Um, so he probably took a hit on value, and if they sell him in January. But guess mm. who's going to go coach PSG? Ooh. Mauricio Pochettino. I guarantee that. If And then if, you know, if he's got Delhi there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's a shitty job. Yeah, but here's the thing. He's never won a trophy. So for a Farmers League, you know what? I get the feeling, and this is how it could work out for me in a perfect world. He goes to PSG. He wins the fucking French League three years in a row. Great. He doesn't win uh, the Champions League. Right. They fire him like they do with everybody after two, three years because he didn't win the Champions League. After that time, it's very likely that Mourinho will have flamed out. And you can already see where I'm coming with this. Come back to North London, Mauricio. We love or, you so or he much. Goes, or he goes to City when Pep's done. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that nearly as much. <laughs> oh, man. All so right. Tell so, me, yeah, go tell ahead. me your, uh, your, your favorite Tottenham Manchester City game because I've got a few. Recent, recent history says there's more memorable games that went in my favor. But is there one at all? Because you, the thing is, is that they're not memorable games. If you, and we're looking at, by the way, we're looking at the history in the last 10 years of the fixture. And my goodness, the city wins are ugly. It's, you want to talk, you know. No, I, I know which one it was. And, and, and it goes back to my theme of the season. It's the 4-3 with, with the Raheem Sterling goal being called off for VAR. Because I was so happy when that goal scored. They can't take that feeling away from me. It was bullshit when it happened. And that was fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great game. It was fucking it was. incredible. It was. A, it was a because wild, we were behind, right? We were day. down to two nil, I think, early. You were down two nil in the first minute because Sonny had scored, and then you scored, and then Sonny scored again. Uh, listen, I was trying to explain it to my friend who's a hockey fan, and um, I was like, "Look, it's two one ten minutes in." Yeah. So which meant was, it was three was one awesome. Spurs. It was three one Spurs on aggregate. And they're like, well, uh, okay. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. That's like if a hockey game was 6-5 10 minutes in, right? right. Like, and then you had the Lorente goal scored with his hand. And that, well, yeah. that one wasn't bad. I don't mind. He, he scored. I, I, sure. I don't want VAR. And then Sterling, you know, was, was a half a toe offside. And Oof, just, that was tough. Just incredible, 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 right? That, that was, was a great, wild. great game. And then I, I, remember, would, I would imagine, I would imagine an early one, right? Like the 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 early El Dushikos where we went to the bar in in Manhattan and just yeah. watched your team get fucking annihilated, just that was decimated, <laughs> decimated. I just remember, I just remember uh, poor uh, Jan Vertagen just looking like angry and miserable, like what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what is are we happening? even trying? Yeah, you guys fired uh, – you guys got AVB sacked, uh, who was the former manager. Twice, I think. Did we get him Twice. sacked from Chelsea too? I don't know. Oh, that's possible. I don't know. <laughs> that's possible. very possible. Um, but, yeah. He, I think uh, we he, did. Um, I think it's twice. I think we there got was, him twice. There was a three-month span where the Spurs played away at the Etihad and then home against City, and the aggregate was 11-1. to 1. Okay. Yes. November 2013 and January 2014, 5-1 and 6-0. And, and I'm pretty sure that 5-1 was like, hey, uh, just clean out your desk. Oh, the last that. one. Look at that, Jovetic. I forgot about that guy. Um, 
There's the so one that sticks out to me is is the 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 two one. I've talked about it on the pod before, but the two one on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Kane scores a penalty and ties it, or goes up. You guys tie it, and then uh, and Erickson takes a pass from Lamella in the 85th minute, scores, and just scenes right like. Um, Another one that comes to mind is uh, the 4-1 win earlier that season where Dyer kind of scores a pinball before half and then Toby scores a, a, um, a header on a corner and it just basically the floodgates sort of open. Um, the interesting thing about that was like it was a statement of intent from like Pochettino Spurs. And I remember Dyer being uh, interviewed after the game. And it's why, I mean, I still give him shit, but like he's one of my favorite Spurs players because in this interview he's like, People talk about Tottenham, and I don't fucking like it. And I was like, yeah, dude, fucking tell them, right? And it was like, well, hey, that, it, we're in, not your punching bag anymore. Yeah, okay? in, uh, in, the, in the all or nothing thing, Mourinho is the only one who – he says that about Dyer, right? He's the only yeah. guy who'll punch someone in the face. Which is speak, a, a very it, interesting even thing is because he, it, he it, jumped it, into the fucking yeah. stands to go punch they, somebody in the face. And that they speak Portuguese together is even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> loved Dyer for years. And – um. Yeah. I get it. He's he's the kind of guy that wears the shirt and bleeds for the shirt. Yeah, he's got he's, passion for football. He's not a pussy. Yes, <gasps> yes absolutely. Yeah, and again, he's, he's just such a likable guy. Englishness. This is my yes, thing. He's got right? Englishness seeping out of him. Right. My um, team doesn't have any. Although no, Diaz no, Diaz no. has it. <laughs> yeah. He's Portuguese, but he's the, they they I feel like the Portuguese have a toughness that comes from Somewhat the way their national team plays, very defensive team. And then I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a great Ronaldo lover, but the guy wants to fucking win. It's tenacity, not toughness, I think, right? So, right, and but, the way Wolves think, play, yeah, that, that kind of yeah. – we're not here to fucking do laundry. We're here to kick your ass. Let's do right. this. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think it comes from, you know, there's – exactly. It's, it's almost as if they – they play as if they were actual wolves, right? They, they all press. They all go after it all the time. You know why? Because they want the ball because they want to do some cool shit. It's not like, oh, go do, the, go do whatever you want, and when we get the ball, it's fine. No, we're going to go take the ball, and, and then and we're going to be a little bit And it's not fake, right? It's not shithousery. It's not, uh, you know. a little bit of that. It's not, but it's not Lee Cattermole stepping on people's feet. Oh, it's right. Not like, no, no, no. Right? It's not, it's not like uh, Roy Keane kind of like – Oh, he's he he goes in hard and hurts people. It's just right. We're going to win. We're fight. We're getting this game done. I think it's a similar. Yeah, I think there's a. You can write a, a draw a very thin line between Brazilian football and Portuguese football, and that's the line, right? The shithousery. I think that's the difference. The thing is, the Portuguese. The, sorry, the Brazilians do have it. They have a constant battle between the shit. They've won the World Cup both ways. But they have yeah. to play the beautiful way. But there are there are guys that, like my guy Fernandinho, when he was at his best, he scythed guys down. But he always helped them up and smiled, and he never got cards for it. But right, exactly. he still kicked you in the leg. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God, I miss. That's another one. I, I I had this like this thing. I'm like missing. I'm, I was tweeting with the biggest um, uh, esteemed company. He's the biggest uh, YouTuber, City fan, a very positive guy. Does good. Really good content. If you're a City fan, watch him. Um, but just that my the team that I fell in love with is disappearing, right? It would be like if 
it would be kind of like if the Yankees had won the World Series without any of the core four. You'd kind of be like, eh, that's they're gone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of like late period where you're just like, the team I fell in love with is missing, right? So from from Zabaleta to Torre to Silva, Aguero, company, Fernandinho, there's a new crew and I'm I'm just not finding my guy. So I don't feel like this deep, like city feeling for the team. They're kind of Well, let's be clear. You're not finding your guy because it just you had a a frustrating season to call it the least, like you said, the expected goals and all that stuff. And this year you're you're kinda you're very uncity like. So you're, yeah, you're not score. only just not seeing the guys that you're used to seeing in the shirt, you're not seeing the performances you're, you're used to seeing. Yeah, I mean, we're all, it's all De Bruyne. Without De Bruyne, oh, yeah, bad. <laughs> Is there – well, can I make a counter-argument as a devil's yeah. advocate? If you take De Bruyne out of the side, do maybe they it would, Maybe it would maybe be better. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, look at – It's a foolish thought, but it might no, no, be but so ha- dumb. But, th- but just think about, like, the – transition period that you've had when there was no Ericsson right that that's yeah, how that it would be fun. yeah you just stop you score goals because you have good players who do amazing things but all that synergy when that ball that comes back play. to front that it's mm-hmm. gone right you still don't have yep. it you're still missing it yeah I think that's the one thing that's really interesting is that like well no because we've talked about I guess it. Kane, Kane's become that guy right right Kane dropped back right Kane has right. become so that. Can but he's doing both roles, guy. right? <laughs> yes, exactly. He's, he's pulling double duty, and, and that's the problem. And that's sort of why Mourinho loves it so much, because he allows – Indombele is that quote-unquote creative midfielder. He doesn't get that far forward. He doesn't go that Yeah, but, but what he does is he picks up the ball in the middle of the park and runs at people. And nobody, yes. everybody knows when you run at people, it, people get spooked. <laughs> They're like, where no. is he going to go? <laughs> Absolutely. But like, what uh, I'm saying is, is that they've got they've got Lacelso. He's supposed to be not as clinically, you know, intelligent as Erickson with a with a pass, but he's supposed to be what Erickson wasn't in defense and still being at least a league average, if not better, number ten. Right. Yeah. So you're sacrificing some of the offensive quality for tracking back and actually not fucking up and and giving the ball up at the halfway line so that who was it? I forget that pa- uh, passes it. To Aguero, who uh, Sterling, who passes it to Aguero, yeah, right, and that in that Champions League game, that was all Ericsson's fucking fault. Yeah, I that gets know. lost in the. In you, the know, you know, he may move to yes, Ars- Arsenal. Very no, no, no. He came out today and was like, "I will never go to Arsenal." <laughs> and you know what? Listen, <laughs> shitty. He word. and I, no, he and I have our transgressions with each other, right? We don't, we don't. I but, loved him. I loved Erickson. Oh, I loved him too, but I hated the way he kind of pouted for a while. And I gave him a lot, a lot of the benefit of the doubt, way more than a lot of Spurs fans. <laughs> but he became indefensible at some point. And when you watch the, the all or nothing, it's like, dude, you're an asshole. Just fucking go. <laughs> Just get or, the fuck out. Or Levy had final cut and made him look like an asshole. That's possible too. Because it, it, it was a big ad for, for Levy. It was. It was. <laughs> Even to the point where I saw through it. I was like, come on, man. Like, you can't sit here and say, I'm, I, I feel so responsible for the club and not sign anybody for the greatest manager you've ever fucking had for five years. Don't get me started. Sorry. All right. Anyway. Let's wrap uh, it up. Yeah. We will see right. you. Uh, I will be worried. I will be sick over it. Folks, I am excited for El Dushiko. You should be too. If you've made it this far, I'm sure you are. Manchester City, Tottenham Hotspur, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
on probably NBC. I haven't looked up if it's on that bullshit Peacock, but not in the face. Not in the face. That's how we both feel going into this game. So no, you see, like feel good. I'm petrified. No, I'm excited because I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> oh, that's good. That means you're well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, worst of luck to you, Laurent, and I will see you next time. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a crap football, crap pundit production. We will return on Mondays and Thursdays for the Premier League season. We will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.